Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. We all have little things that when we make these tiny, tiny mistakes, they are just never going away. And it's clear that this is never going away. It's not a little thing. It's your job. Quite literally, you yeah. did not show up for work. Well, I, I, because I thought work was moved, but we don't need to get into that. We don't need to relitigate it. We've been through it all. I was right. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app on this divisional football weekend. Excited for that. You can Let me have, ask you a question. Yeah. Is it overrated as the best football weekend of the year? No. No. By far, it is the best football weekend okay. of the year. Even so better a, than last So it's week. appropriately rated? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It is 100% appropriately la- related. Uh, related? Rated, related or rated? Rated. Okay. Because you get the best teams all matching up this weekend. Yeah. To me, yes, there's always one or two outliers, mm-hmm. but there's nobody that I look at this weekend and say, they're dead in the water, that's a dog of a game. You know what bothers me? The late kickoff on Saturday. Why can't we have the same schedule yeah. that we have on Sunday? Yeah. Where it's 3 and 6.30. Why do we have to have the 4 and 8.15? Well, because people are going out more on Sunday on Saturday night, and they want to have that primetime audience. And I'm sure it's worth Charging a little few extra bucks. You're saying people are going out more on Saturday night? Yeah, to watch the game, oh, to okay. get together, that kind of thing. I don't and, like it. And for the people, I don't who like don't, it. I don't like it. At home watching it. I get it. I get it. But more than anything, what's important is we got four really good games this weekend. Hit us up on Twitter at Chris Canty ninety nine at Chris Carlin, and of course we are on SiriusXM channel eighty and your smart speaker. Let's just start with. The best game of the weekend, and that's the Cowboys and the 49ers, and the key matchups that really are going to play the biggest factors here. And Canty, for me, it is seeing Dak Prescott going up against this pass rush for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. You have the defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. You have just a lethal defensive front. You know what they are? What's like that? we talk about the Eagles having 15 more sacks than everybody else. Why is it that the 49ers strike fear? The 49ers defensively in terms of getting to the quarterback, they have an intimidating presence to them. They do. And and I think that's a when it comes to Dak, when it comes to the Cowboys as a whole, I think that's an intimidating presence that gets in the brain. And maybe makes you think a little bit more. Maybe makes you make a decision that you don't necessarily want to make. Jason Peters is banged up this week. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just that little edge that they have mentally that will play a huge role for Dak's success. Because I think he's constantly going to have his head on a swivel. Well, he has to, right? Because this defense has all pro players, first team all pro players on every single level. Mm-hmm. You got Nicky Bosa on the D line, you have Fred Warner at the linebacking court, and you got Hafunga, the safety. The last defense that we saw that had first team play, all pro players on every single level 
was the 2012 San Francisco 49ers, and we know how close they came to winning a Super Bowl. So if you're Dak Prescott, you're damn right you should be concerned. This is a defense that's tops in defensive efficiency. They're tops in EPA. They're tops in turnover margin. And they're tops in points per game, Carlin. This is a formidable opponent. Now, are they, are they the 85 Bears? No, but it's as close as you're going to get to those kind of defenses, historically great defenses, in today's NFL where all the rules are oriented toward the offensive side of the ball. So if you're Dak Prescott, you're going to have to play above the X's and O's in order to keep your offense on the field. In order to sustain drives, in order to march the length of the field, Dak Prescott is going to have to make off-schedule plays. You saw him scramble more than we've ever seen him scramble since that ankle injury on Monday night's win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's going to take more of that from Dak Prescott in order to be able to get this offense to score points. I don't know if he can even be more. You're right. He's going to have to do it more. I I still, maybe I'm just entirely too, um, not intimidated myself, but just caught up in the mentality of what a dominant unit like that can do to an opposition. But I don't even know how much of a difference that's going to make. Look, they'll score their points. But if the Cowboys, to me, if the Cowboys score 24 points, if they scored 20 to 24 points, Canty, they should win this game. Yeah, if they score 24 points, their defense is going to have to make that stick. Yes. Against a rookie quarterback, you got to make that It is asking a lot to get to 24. Even if they get to 20, I think it's a manageable proposition. I, I think the Cowboys are capable of limiting the 49ers to less than 20 points to win that game. Do you think Dak Prescott is capable of protecting the football against this defense? I think the first time he gets hit in that game by Bosa, he's going to be there the rest of the day. I, honestly. I so you think, think he's going to throw up some lollipops I, to that I, defense? I don't know if he's going to throw up some. He's at least going to turn it over once. And I'll be stunned. Well, if the does. reason why I asked you that question is, the 49ers under yeah. Kyle Shanahan have never lost a turnover battle in the playoffs. Never. Yeah. They're 7 and 0 in the turnover battle in the playoffs. So if you're the Dallas Cowboys, the last thing that you can afford to do against this team and against this coach is gift them extra possessions and field position. Cuz this offense yeah. with the way that they're built, relying on the running game and the play action passing game, it's going to be tough to be able to stop them. But at the same time, Parsons has got to have a game, can't he? I mean, this is this is one of those days. This if, is one of those if days. If you're where, that dude, let's see it. Well, he's got to be the best player on the field. The yeah. only problem with that is the guy that's going to win defensive player of the year is on the other sideline, and Nicky mm-hmm. Bosa. So, I mean, it's a tall task for Michael Parsons. The thing that has me concerned about Michael Parsons' matchup with the tackles and the tight ends for the 49ers, these are some big dudes, Carlin. Mm-hmm. And they're up there in terms of the tops when it comes to run block win rate. See, Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle for the 49ers, he's a mountain of a man, 6'8", 340 pounds. He's top five in run block win rate. Trent Williams, first team all pro. George Kittle, one of the best blocking tight ends in all of football. And nobody even thinks about that. Nobody Publicly, even, think, nobody nobody even about thinks about that. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Juszczyk, an outstanding fullback, a pro bowl player. All of these guys are bigger than Micah Parsons. And they're going to be all charged at different points in the game of blocking Micah Parsons. Is he going to be able to hold up against their level of physicality? That's why I said this game is going to be on Dan Quinn a little bit too in terms of being able to create some schemes that force negative plays on early downs and distances. You're going to have to walk the San Francisco 49ers out of running the football early. 
Carlin, first and second down, we got to see some run blitzes, some run stunts to create tackles for loss and put the 49ers offense behind the chains. You want it second and long and third and long. That's how you make it a Brock Purdy game. But if you allow those guys to go out there and get five yards, six yards on handoffs on first and second down, it's going to be a long game for that Cowboys defense. Listen, I I think at the time we didn't necessarily, and when I say we, I mean everybody else except us, uh, we didn't necessarily <laughs> realize how big of an impact you could see McCaffrey have because we haven't seen the real Christian McCaffrey the last couple of years. Yep. That trade will go down as one of the great trades of all time, especially if, if the 49ers are to win the Super Bowl. Uh, a big reason why is going to be Christian McCaffrey. And Canty, I mean, somebody like that, tell me if I'm wrong here, can virtually eliminate Micah Parsons' from the game plan, or from being effective, because if Christian McCaffrey is having his way, it's a lot more difficult for Micah Parsons to be impactful against the pass. Yeah, it is because Christian McCaffrey can be that safety valve for Brock Purdy, right? And there are a lot of guys that can be outlets for Brock Purdy in the short passing game. That's that's what uh, Kyle Shanahan majored in when he had Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. And, And so I would anticipate... A similar style of game plan, but also Christian McCaffrey being able to run the football is a beast. And what the Niners did on the ground against Seattle, I mean, they should be arrested for that performance. Carlin, they had 130 yards rushing before contact in that game against the Seahawks. That shouldn't be allowed. Every single game that Brock Purdy has started, this running game has had over 150 yards rushing. So the Dallas Cowboys have to find a way to slow that down, but that's been a bit of a bugaboo for this team all season long. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Joe Burrow touchdown pass. The Cincinnati Bengals. They're the uh, reigning AFC champions. I think that really is all that needs to be said in terms of the amount of respect that we have. What coaches fret the most in the NFL are turnovers Mm -hmm. and explosive plays. Both of these teams turn it over, and both of these teams can rip your heart out with explosive plays. That's why it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the year. One-week season, man. That's it. all, All that matters is surviving and advancing. It doesn't matter how we win. It's if we win. She has spent a lot of time in Buffalo the last couple of weeks. She is Diana Rossini, of course, ESPN NFL reporter. We'll be covering the Bills and Bengals this weekend, and she joins Canty and Carlin right now on ESPN Radio. Diana, when are you headed to Buffalo? Well, see, here's the great news about going to Buffalo. I'm there so often, I don't even get cold anymore. Like, I'm just, I don't even, I'm probably going to be in shorts this week. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, you and, I I have to say, like, you and Darlington, Darlington did not look nearly as comfortable as you did in it last week when you guys were hanging out with Bill's mouth. Oh, he was a fish out of water. He had no idea what to do up there. He's like, this is insane. You know, he's a Florida guy. He doesn't get out that often. And, uh, you know, he quickly warmed up, though, and realized (laughs) the best part of, about Bill's Mafia. It's, it's not that they're partiers and that they're loyal, you know, fans. It's they're actually some of the kindest people I've ever been around. They are re- they are literally the nicest people. Um, you know, people were offering to babysit my kids. They were giving me hot chocolate. They were holding my mirror up before I would go on TV. And then, of course, they're amazing when the red light comes on and they have to be fun on television. So um, while I know it's a job and I have to go up there to cover football, uh, but my, my heart's in Buffalo. I love Buffalo. 
Yeah, Diana, Buffalo feels like it's America's team in this playoffs, not the Dallas Cowboys. And for a team in a community that's been through so much this year, from the mass shooter this past summer to what happened with Dawson Knox's brother, what's going on with the, the, the snowstorms, the fatal snowstorms that they've had, DeMar Hamlin, just give us a sense of the magnitude of this game, knowing the emotional trauma that this team and this community has gone through the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Chris, I am so glad that you just painted that picture uh, for those listening for, for what Western New York has been through, because I'm not sure everyone has been paying attention to it. And when you live in, in a place in Buffalo that, that is experienced as much as they have, it, it does start to wear on you. And, and I was actually not as um, aware uh, about everything that they were going through until I started to spend more time up there and, and, and would listen to the players and coach talk about how much they've been able to overcome. And, and when you really take a, a minute there and listen to everything that they have been through, it, it's pretty incredible and also exhausting emotionally. You know, coming up to DeMar Hamlin, that, 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 that's just one of six, seven things. Um, but, but do I think that they feel that the book is not over yet for them, that there's another chapter here of, of them going all the way to Arizona? Absolutely. Their, their, their confidence is there. The problem, though, is the play is not, right? Because the Buffalo Bills team that we're seeing right now, that we've seen against the Miami Dolphins or that we saw against the New England Patriots, that was not the Bills offense and defense that we have been accustomed to this entire season. Like, I'm okay with a few mistakes here and there. But this is not good football this time of year, especially when you're about to go up against a, a championship-caliber team like the Cincinnati Bengals. So these guys, yeah, they've been through it as a community, but they are well aware that they need to win. What better way to be the aloe to the sunburn of this year than, than to go and, 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 and win the whole thing? Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, covering the Bengals and Bills this weekend, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Okay, with specifically Josh Allen and the turnovers, Diana, it it seems like, I guess the simplest way for me to put it is that he doesn't seem to have a conscience. He has no problem taking chances when maybe he just shouldn't be taking chances, especially in the red zone. So I guess what's it going to take for him to actually – Stop taking those chances. No, I love that question, Chris, because that's the exact one I posed to the Buffalo Bills offensive coaching staff. Because my thought after watching last week was, okay, something needs to change, right? Because you you have to figure out a way to get the best out of Josh Allen. But unfortunately, so much of the best comes with the worst. And that seems to be the space that everyone sits in, which is we don't want to tinker with it too much, right? Tiny little adjustments could make all the difference. You know, so I, I go back to listening to even Coach Dayball with the New York Giants talking about Daniel Jones. And I remember asking him, how are you going to help Daniel Jones with these turnovers? He's like, I'm not going to help him with that at all in terms of – I'm not going to tell him to stop throwing the ball because I never did that with Josh. I'm not doing that with Daniel. And, and that same formula is in Buffalo. They're not going to tell him to slow down in any way. Have they combed through the mistakes? Yes. This past week, have they looked through what he's seeing, what he's not seeing, why he's choosing to do these things? Of course. But this is part of the Josh Allen experience. And the thing is, you know, even just talking to the defensive side of the ball, Chris, this week, they never said to me, 
we know the offense is going to throw the ball over, turn the ball over three or four times, God forbid, right? They never said that. But they definitely prepare as if they're going to have to come up with takeaways knowing that there's going to be mistakes because that's, that's the reality. That's what, we've, that's what they've been doing the last few weeks. Diana, looking at the other side of this matchup, the other quarterback, Joe Burrow, is going to be down both starting tackles, three offensive linemen in total that are starters. And this is a team that hasn't played necessarily well. This offense hasn't played necessarily well the last two games against the Baltimore Ravens where they were held under 260 yards in both outings. So what's the mindset in terms of that Cincinnati Bengals offense and how do they get back on track knowing that they're going to be deficient a little bit up front? Yeah, the, and deficient is putting it putting it nicely, I think. Um, look, Joe Burrow is extremely talented. He makes it look easy out there. Uh, he dares you to try to defend his receivers when he's throwing to them. You know, these are all things that actually the Bills defenders were telling me about what makes Joe Burrow so good and so special and obviously does not get rattled. Even when we've seen him get tossed around and get hit a million times, he doesn't shake. And – you know, when you look at some of the great quarterbacks that we've all been watching for the last few years, when we see the offensive line fall apart, it does not matter who is back there. Problems are created. I mean, let's just go back to the Super Bowl uh, two years ago when we saw Patrick Mahomes go up against the Bucks, and, and that was the biggest – and it was kind of a boring storyline going to the Super Bowl of the fact that the Chiefs' offensive line uh, was beat up and it was a bunch of backups and no names. But look what happened. Remember how Patrick was trying to do everything to keep that team alive, and, he, and, it, and it took away from what he does great. And so in terms of this offense for the Bengals, that's where, where I see the Bills having such an advantage, knowing that, that these inexperienced playing-together type offensive linemen um, you know, are, are going to be the Achilles heel. So it, it's going to be up to borrow in the end here. To, to stay patient and, and figure out a way around it. And, and I'm not sure if it can be done. Diana Rossini, we're going to be bringing back Dear Diana very soon, and we want to make sure we get through a lot of the football before we do that. But I do have one quick one for you. I need a 10-second initial response to an issue that Canty had a couple of weeks ago. I'll paint a quick picture. Diana, you order food out for dinner the next day, you put the, you had put the leftovers in the fridge. What happens if your husband eats the leftovers without checking with you? War. Absolute <laughs> war in my house. Thank you. It, Chris, it is so great that you're bringing this up because this just happened. I'm a, I'm a pretty particular eater, too, and I'm one of these. I'm so busy, I'm crazy, that I look forward to my meals. Mm. So if I know I have leftovers and my husband who is a walking human garbage disposal, decides to touch my... Well, we lost Diana right there, but you get the message. I got the point. Headline from that, Canty is lost. Yeah. An amateur when it comes to this marriage stuff. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We will have dear Diana back in a couple of weeks for all of your life advice needs. Right now, though... Want to remind you that we have got a massive, massive game tomorrow night. We've got four big ones, to be honest, but obviously. But a massive one in Philadelphia tomorrow night. It, can one quarterback actually have as big of an impact on the game if he becomes simply one-dimensional? 
We'll explain what we're talking about right after this from our friends at Vivid Seats. Now, the football playoffs are here, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. With Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th for free. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. If you're a Giants defender, you're damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. Whatever injury I got going on, I'll worry about that in the offseason. Give me whatever you need to give me so I can get through the game. If he is limited, they could run him less. They could put fewer plays where he's obviously in harm's way. Nick Sirianni has taken the restrictor plate off and told him it's time to go. It's football. Um, I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. Why would I think that he can't go out there and be 100% after the last couple of weeks with how they approach this game? It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I, I know what you're thinking, because we've talked about it a little bit this week. But please explain to me how the Eagles can win this game without Jalen Hurts running the football. Because Jalen Hurts has improved as a downfield passer, and he's improved as a decision-maker when it comes to going through his progression. Now, it helps to be able to have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith being able to evolve as a player uh, early in his career and also a healthy Dallas Goddard. But I think the biggest difference is Jalen Hurts going back to the well, working on his mechanics with Tom House on the West Coast this offseason. He has dramatically improved his accuracy in down-the-field passing. Now, we didn't see that in the Week 18 matchup against the Giants because he was only 2 of 7 of passes that traveled more than 10 air yards. But, Carlin, when this guy is rolling, he is one of the best downfield passers in the NFL. When it comes to throws of 10 or more air yards downfield, Jalen Hurts is tops in completion percentage above expected. So, 
All of that being said, Jalen Hurts can beat you as a pocket passer, especially given the fact that this Giants offense is not one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. As a matter of fact, they're dead last in explosive plays in the regular season in the NFL. So I'm not worried about having to match points in the offense, having to be as dynamic as we've seen the Eagles offense be at points. I think Jalen Hurts, as a pocket passer, is enough to put up points to beat these Giants. Look, I... This has nothing to do with his accuracy for me. His accuracy, I I marvel at what he has done over the last couple of years to become the all-pro player that he has. Yes. Say that that again, Carla, because I don't think a lot of people understand it. All-pro player. All-pro. There's only two two all-pro players at the quarterback position. Yeah. Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And he has been every bit of that this season. And frankly, Chris, if he had stayed healthy— I would have voted for him to be the MVP. He was the MVP. I, yeah. yeah. And, and Mahomes is going to get it because he's had an amazing season. All of that aside, I, I think a big reason why he is the MVP is the fact that he rushed for 700 yards this year. And when you have this aspect of an offense that a defense has to worry about, it just changes everything. It can make you so ineffective. It, it makes... Throwing the football down the field that much easier. It would strike me because when you have to worry, do you spy? Do you not spy? How do you handle? How do you try to keep him inside the pocket? And even then, what if he slides through a hole and the next thing you know he's 15 yards upfield? If they're going to scale him back and ask him to just throw the ball, well, at that point, it really makes a difference for the Giants defensively. Now... The other part of that is, if he's not going to be that guy in the RPO or designed runs, it makes life a little harder for Miles Sanders. Mm. Miles Sanders and the Eagles, in that first matchup in Week 14, rushed for 250 yards. 250 yards. Jalen Hurts had 70 of them on seven carries. Yeah, Miles Sanders had his greatest rushing output this season, mm-hmm. a buck 44 on the ground. Now, a big part of that is Jalen Hurts' threat of running this on the quarterback point. zone read, opening up extra lanes for Miles Sanders. This to get is through. my point. If you if the threat isn't there, if they're not even hinting at it early in the game, I think that completely changes the dynamic. No, I'm not saying that it doesn't change the dynamic. What I'm saying is this Eagles team talent, talent wise, is is so much greater than what the Giants are bringing to the party mm-hmm. that they'll be able to find ways to navigate around Jalen Hurts not being a focal point of the running game through scheme. I have enough faith in Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen that they'll be able to work around it. Maybe it's a short passing game, using the running backs and tight ends uh, out of the backfield as an extension of the running game. I think all of those things are on the table. The question mark becomes how does Wink Martindale approach this game in terms of trying to attack Jalen Hurts, and to check to see if he is healthy. Well, whatever he did the first time around didn't work. No. (laughs) Because they absolutely lit them up and threw 48 up on the board, and they did it, frankly, with little trouble. Yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea to just try to rush four with Jalen Hurts, because even if you put an umbrella on the defense and run a lot of shell coverages, doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts can't scramble and beat you. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where you can't necessarily prepare for it through the X's and O's because it's a second reaction play. It's something that's off schedule, and that's also a part of what makes Jalen Hurts dangerous. So even though it might not be the quarterback runs by design, you still have the threat of the quarterback potentially running impacting what the defense has to do. Canty, the other thing here for me is the Giants offensively 
if they can ever find a way to do it. They don't make the explosive plays. But play a little keep away here. Play a little keep away from this offense. Can you find a way to have the football for 34 minutes, for 35 minutes in this game? I still don't think it's a guarantee they would win, even if that's the case. Yeah. But their best defense against that offense is going to be to keep it off the field. And that means Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it means Saquon Barkley, but it also means Daniel Jones. Yes. I mean, both of those guys yes. had seven rush attempts apiece on first down, Carlin. And to me, that's the key. The Giants being able to win first down. They did that against the Minnesota Vikings, and I think they have to have a continuation of that in this game. That 20-play, 85-yard drive that they had in the second quarter that ate up 11 minutes a game clock, they need that in this game. Mm-hmm. They, they could use a couple of those in this game. If you think back to what the Washington Commanders did uh, in that Monday night primetime game against the Eagles, that was their formula of success to put the first L for the Eagles on this season. Being able to run the football, being able to sustain drives, eight play drives, 10 play drives, 12 play drives, and eat up significant portions of the clock, I think that helps your defense in terms of being able to dictate the complexion of the game. So that's what Daniel Jones is going to be charged with. Winning first down to stay in second and manageable, third and manageable, and staying on the field. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, the Jaguars and the Chiefs have have met once before. That was back in Week 10, a 27-17 Chiefs win. Why will this be different? One of the Jaguars' weapons has a good reason. You'll hear from them next on ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. They're a talented team. I knew that the first time we played them. Uh, they were flying around to the football. We understand how good this football team is. When you got Doug Peterson, a guy who's willing to just go out there and throw punches, he's willing to risk it all. I think there's always a chance, especially with Trevor Lawrence. The Chiefs have had a week off. They got time to sit there and just study him and them. You got to score to beat guys like this, especially a guy like Patrick over there. There's definitely some stuff we left out there and excited to get another opportunity. It's going to be fun. You know what I'm shocked we haven't heard a lot of this week? What's up? The old Andy Reid off the bye number. Oh, I got it for you. I got it for you. <laughs> Teed up, partner. Go. Andy Reid off the bye in the divisional round is 6-1, and one, Carlin. 3-0 and oh in the Mahomes era, and they've averaged 
35 points per game in those matchups. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that if Jacksonville were to win this game, they would have to score 35. I, I don't think that's out of the out of the question. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now, back in week 10, I called that game between Jacksonville and Kansas City for ESPN Radio. We've talked about a couple of aspects of it. Number one was that the Chiefs put 20 points up on the board and you blinked and it was 20 to nothing. Yeah. The Chiefs, Kansas, Kansas City actually turned it over on their first drive of the day after they went all the way down the field, turned it over in the red zone on a Pacheco fumble. Yeah. Uh, you had had Jacksonville uh, go for an onside kick, get it, but then didn't score to start the game. <laughs> to start the game. That's a real confidence booster for your team. The Chiefs turned it over three times in this game and still won 27-17. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes threw for over 340 yards. Right, and they yeah. had nearly 500 yards offense. Yeah. It begged the question for me this week thinking about it. Were they just toying with them? It kind of felt like one of those games where they didn't just blow the doors off and let it go, but they just never. Listen, you never felt like the Jaguars were going to win that game. There was never that thought. There was a little glimmer of maybe they can make it a one-possession game late, but it it really wasn't that. I I believe in the weapons that the Jaguars have. Hmm. I believe in Christian Kirk, who I think a lot of us have been wrong about. He's had a really good year. Yeah, yeah. He's played well. After he got that massive contract, and we all knocked him for it. He's played well. Yep. And Travis Etienne is, I think, the most underrated back in the league. Okay. And then there's Evan Ingram, who is a nightmare of a matchup. Man, if you ever had a bet-on-yourself season, Evan Ingram is putting it together, isn't he? Yeah, and he was absolutely the most inconsistent tight end I've ever seen for the first four years of his career in New York. Yeah. And he has But the talent has been undeniable. Yep. And it just took the right coach yep. in the right system to put it all together. And that's happened this year. But Carlin, I'm sitting here thinking about it because you're talking about the Jags offense matching points with the Chiefs offense. Yeah. Why would you even want to get into that kind of game if that's you're if thing. you're Doug Peterson? You like to me to. to me, it's almost like the baseball teams trying to figure out how you build your roster. You're either gonna focus on being able to hit home runs and score a lot of runs, or it's gonna be Run prevention, your defense, and being able to play small ball in order to score. I think the Jaguars have got to go with the latter rather than the former. I think this has to be a game where it's featuring Travis Etienne in the run game, pounding on that Kansas City Chiefs defensive front because you're better off trying to keep it a low-scoring affair and keep it close into the fourth quarter than getting into a track meet with Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes and his Chiefs offense have been otherworldly this season, Carlin. I mean, they lead the league in offensive efficiency and EPA by a country mile. It's not even close. So why would you even want to get into that kind of game with Andy Reid? I think Doug Peterson knows his mentor well enough to understand it's probably not in his team's best interest to do that, especially when they don't have the advantage from an experience standpoint in these types of ball games. So what do you do? You get back to basics and you rely on the other skill set that people don't like to talk about this time of year, but it matters a lot, which is overall physicality. Yeah. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have physical people up front, both sides of the ball. Yeah. Lean into that. Lean into Travis Etienne. If they had their withers about it, I'm sure they would prefer to rush for 200 yards rather than to throw for over 200 yards. Here's what bothers me a little bit, and this, this happens with Doug Peterson. And what was the knock on Andy Reid when he was in Philly? That they didn't run the ball enough. Yeah. 
You know, if you look at Doug Peterson with ETN this year, there have been times where that has been the case. Yes. Travis ETN only has north of 20 carries three times this season. Mm. They're 2-1 and one in those games. They lost to the Broncos when he went for a buck 56. But Canty, I look at the second half of the year, when they've run him 15 times or more, they're winning these games. Yeah. You have to, and it doesn't even mean that, like, against the Jets, that was just a a brutal Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. It's not like he went off. No. But he went for 22 carries. Well, Carl, here's, well, here's an even better example. I mean, you're talking about week 14, Travis Etienne had 17 carries for 32 yards. Yep. Not exactly world beater when it comes to the overall production. But they won that game against the Titans 36-22. to 22. Yeah. Sometimes with the run game, it's about the attempts, not necessarily the yardage. And when you have the attempts – that opens up play-action passing, that opens up shots down the field, that creates massive voids between the linebackers and the safeties in the coverage. And Trevor Lawrence has shown the ability to be able to take advantage of that. So to me, this has got to be a Travis Etienne game. Put this on your offensive line and your running back, and then let Trevor Lawrence make the plays when they're there to be had in the passing game. you got to also keep this in mind, Carlin. When you lean into the running game, you're staying away from the strength of the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which is that pass rush. Mm-hmm. People don't know this. Quiet is kept. The Kansas City Chiefs, second in the NFL behind the Philadelphia Eagles in sacks. They got 55 on the season. You don't want to get into a drop-back game like you did against the Chargers where Trevor Lawrence is dropping back 51 times. It cannot be that because your offensive line won't hold up against George Karloftis and Frank Clark and Chris Jones. It ain't going to happen. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance flexes to fit your business's needs, from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Quickly, here is Evan Ingram on why it'll be different. It's going to be a challenge. Uh, and, you know, we've playing there this year. Obviously, it's going to help us, but it's playoffs. It's different. This is the start of their Super Bowl run that, you know, they're trying to get to. So, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us. And uh, I definitely believe our team is a lot better now. Um, every single player has improved since that game. Um, the coaches have, you know, improved and, and found different um, uh, schemes and, and things that, that we've gotten better at uh, since then. So, um, and, you know, they've got better too so it's you know it's it's a unique matchup it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great time um it's gonna be a great challenge for us um but we, we feel confident and you know going in i'm looking forward to our picks later on because this is one of the trickiest games of the weekend at eight and a half that the chiefs are favored by i'll tell you what for whatever reason i think jacksonville is a great chance to hang around Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.